When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joined for an emergency podcast one day later by Jason Mackey, our Pirates insider after the signing of Roldis Chapman. Jason and I talked Monday about his interview with Bob Nutting, not knowing when we would talk again. Who knew it would be roughly the same time uh, a, a day later? Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I, I would challenge anybody in Pittsburgh to say they had this one predicted. Uh, I didn't think in any analysis I saw that Aroldis Chapman would be coming to the Pirates for $10.5 million. Yes, it was a thunderclap, you know, through through Pirates Nation and also for my Tuesday workday. So um, me and Jason are going to break this down before we do. Just want to thank our primary sponsor for this episode and every episode of our Pirates podcast, including pitching in uh, the North Shore Tavern. If you love baseball, you'll love the North Shore Tavern. The interior is wall-to-wall pirates. There are appetizers, entrees, cocktails, and, of course, steak and seafood on a sizzling lava stone. Open every day, the North Shore Tavern across from PNC Park is Pittsburgh's home for steak on a stone. Um, Jason, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this move has been a little bit unpopular in, in pirate circles in the early going here. Um, for, for I think, personal reasons and just in terms of, of the baseball um, let me get your, your big picture reaction first, and then we can get down to some nuts and bolts. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I, I can't say I understand it. Um, it, it, it screams to me like there has to be something else happening. Um, you know, and I don't think, and I, I, I certainly don't want that mean, you know, a, a David Bednar trade or something like that. Um, it's, it's just funky, right? Like Charrington's even on the record saying he didn't anticipate adding to the bullpen like in a major league salary. And now we're talking about $10.5 million adding to the bullpen. Like, what are, what are we doing here? Um, we haven't had access to Charrington. We're not going to talk to anybody until he passes his physical. But, you know, assuming he does and it goes through, like, are they going to trade Holderman? Are they going to make Majinski a starter? Are they going to trade Majinski? Um, I, I don't necessarily understand. And I understand why fans would get upset to a degree. Um, I would I would, again, just sort of, preach a little bit of caution. I know I tend to say that a lot, but um, yeah, I look at it this way, Adam. One of the Pirates' problems, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, is getting guys to come here and wanting to buy in and, and, and feeling that the Pirates are going to be competitive enough. Aroldis Chapman, based on what he's done in his career, what he did last season, a $10.5 million salary, dude could have went to other places. Like He clearly heard something from Ben Charrington where he's like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for that. I'm I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a shot. I don't know what that is. Um, I don't think anybody on the outside does, but I'm curious as to what it is and like why this worked in Aroldis Chapman's mind. Um, Jason, you mentioned that that this this kind of implies something's coming. Um, do you think it's more likely that they kind of have figured out where they're gonna go in terms of the pitching and they're just dotting their eyes and crossing the T's in terms of acquiring starters and, and saying well, you know, we know what that's going to cost. And with that in mind, we can go out and sign a $10.5 million contract for a reliever. Or do you think it's more likely that this is a move, like you you said, to set up possibly a trade of David Bednar, Colin Holderman, someone in the bullpen 
um, to kind of open up a spot for Chapman. I don't think it's I, I don't think it's to set up a Bednar trade. Um, I will say that. Um, and I don't even know if I would say I want to be careful in how I answer this. I, I don't I, I don't think it's setting up a trade of another guy. But does it make the trade of another guy a possibility? Yes. And I'm going to go back to your first point about, you know, do they have do they feel any certain way about starting pitching, how much it's going to cost trade over free agency, that sort of thing. I think we knew how they felt about that before this. I think we knew that they felt they don't want to pay these prices. And anybody can sit there and criticize them, and that's fine. And I'm not telling them they shouldn't. Like my argument has been, you know, if that's what the going rate is, you have to pay the going rate or whatever, or you have to give up prospects to get it. We talked about that yesterday. So I do think that it's more likely they end up going the trade route. Now, did they open themselves up by potentially tucking Majinski or Holderman into a trade? Guys that would, you know, they would they would help a trade. I mean, they wouldn't carry the trade by themselves, but. Yeah, they, they could have potentially done that. Maybe they're going to, you know, I'm spitballing. Um, this is based not on Intel, just my own thoughts. Like maybe all of a sudden the Edward Cabrera trade looks a little bit different if you're dangling Majinski or Holderman in there. I don't know. Um, but the need for starting pitching, Adam, absolutely remains. It, 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 it hasn't gone away because they signed a role as Chapman. It's as great as ever. I'm going to ask the question a different way, Jason. Do you see this as like a, a legitimate play to, to just have a great back end of the bullpen? And Because I think you have the pieces to say we're going to be a team that, that shuts teams down in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, and if we have the lead after the sixth, um, you know, that, that, that you're going to have a pretty good chance to win. Is, is that part of the calculus here? Is yep. it the majority of the calculus, or, or do you think it um, – do you think it can stand alone from, from anything else that they might want to do? Yeah. I mean, I, Adam, I think it's a, a very big point. I think it needs to be a big point. I think it's been a big point. Um, you and I have talked on this exact podcast about one thing that as many people want to criticize them for the Neil Huntington era did a good job of putting together bullpens. And, and you know, if you're going to have eh, starters, if you're going to, you know, basically be skittish with the third time through the order, which the Pirates largely are. You're going to be using young starters that you're not necessarily going to be wanting to get six or seven innings out. You're going to have to have a robust bullpen. Um, and part of that, I mean, you're not going to have a ton of leads. So you want to protect the leads you do have. So, I mean, whether they trade somebody or not, yeah, I absolutely think this is aimed at giving them options. I mean, I've seen for years how much Derek Shelton loves to match up in the later innings if they keep Holderman and they go Holderman, Chapman, and you're trying to bridge it to Bednar, that's two pretty darn good complementary options there. Um, you know, it kind of frees you up how you use Ryan Baraki. He's been good in, in various roles. And, I mean, do you go Holderman in the seventh, Chapman in the eighth, if that pushes Majinski to somewhere else? You know, again, we're operating under the assumption that they're keeping everybody. Uh, but, yes, I, I think it's a very large component of this where you are you are trying to address the back end of your bullpen. now. I don't know. Did they kind of overcorrect there? Did they kind of go a little bit too, too far? I think right now it might look like that. I just think that, you know, if like, again, fictitious world, but if they sign Chapman and then they can trade Majinski or Holderman like to the Marlins and bring back Edward Cabrera, is anybody going to complain about that? Like to me, that seems like a fairly logical move and you, you know, you paid less because you're paying the Chapman salary. You're getting a, a, a team control salary with Cabrera. Um, I get that. Is that, uh, this is so complicated because we are operating without, you know, a lot of information about, about what comes after this. Um, but 
I look at ten and a half million for Aldis Chapman, and I look at fourteen million for for one year of Frankie Montas, who we mentioned yesterday, and I say, what the heck? You know, <laughs> I mean, we've talked all offseason about how <laughs> the Pirates can't go in on some of these guys, and and now it's what? It's a difference of three and a half million. You know what I mean? And 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 um, so what? I feel like what you're saying is. If you take that ten and a half and you average it across Edward Cabrera or any you know cost controlled starting pitcher and Araldus Chapman, then that makes sense for this payroll. Um, is that the way you have to look at it to to kind of make sense of the dollars here? Yeah, I mean because otherwise it's insane, right? Otherwise it's insane. You've just gone against what you said publicly. Um, you spent basically what you could have spent on a starting pitcher while you have three established starting pitchers and then like a wing and a prayer for a few other guys, like. That, that's what leads me to believe like there just has to be another component of this. I I can't imagine another world where Ben Charrington wakes up and be like, well, can't sign a starter, so let's just sign a reliever. Ten and a half million. Sure, sounds good. I mean, like he, the, the dude literally said publicly they're not interested in adding to the bullpen. Like it, It's one of the few absolute statements Charrington has ever said. It might have been at the winter meetings at, at some point this offseason. And then ten and a half million bucks. Um, so – once again, I just I, I have to believe there's another way of looking at this, Adam. I, and I agree with you on the Montas thing. I agree with you, you know, seeing ten and a half million dollars. But again, if there's a other component of this where they can get a a, a, a young starter who is controlled for cheaper, like that does make sense. It's just can they do it? Yeah, I think that's the big question, Jason. I want to get a little bit into the um, the personal here, and, and let's start with. He's going to be in the same clubhouse as Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, I don't think there are many greater villains in the modern era of, of Pirates baseball than, than Araldus Chapman. Um, you know, before you get into to some of his off the field, um, you know, issues, just in terms of what he's done to the Pirates on the field, the the Beanball Wars back in you know the 2013 to 15 window. Um, how's this going to go over in that clubhouse? Just fine. I don't anticipate it being. I was reading up on that and. You know, even seeing a quote from Kutch, I think it was in 13, something like that, saying, you know, I use this in the story. Like, I would take him out to dinner right now if I if I had to or something like that. I don't – I think that's that's long gone. But, man, it's going to be funny, isn't it? Like, he and Kutch have to be able to laugh about that. And, and I agree with you. I made this point last night talking to somebody. Um, if you look at modern pirates, anti-heroes or villains, whatever you want to say, I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore, right? Like, it's him, Jake Arrieta. I don't know, Bumgarner, maybe. Um, Moustakas has killed them. Like, there's been so many guys, Pujols. I mean, you can go down the list, but, like, he's absolutely prominent. Um, you know, and and I look at it. It's like the type of guy – I love watching Chapman pitch. I would love watching him pitch in Pittsburgh. But, like, didn't you get that feel when he came in? Just like, who's going to touch this guy? Who can possibly hit this guy? Um, it's different now. He's an, an older pitcher. He's not a closer. He's not – the most dominant of his job and in the game. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be, uh, I, I, I would hope there's water under the Clemente bridge at this point. Um, but they should get a laugh out of it. Yeah. Well, I don't see, I think it's easier to get over in the clubhouse than it is for the fans. Right. Uh, because I think that it's going to be interesting to see how he is received on opening, you know, home opener, or whatever, whatever day it is. Come on. Can you really look at a role to Chapman and hate him? Adam, you've been I, a pirates fan. You've been around. Can you, can you get mad? I think it's a I think it's a hard gear to switch for a lot of people because of what you mentioned. He is on that Mount Rushmore. It'd be like if uh, Ryan Braun came here. I, I just um, you know I think of those those Brewers of that that vintage Prince Fielder. 
Jason Kendall to some extent, right? Um, I think or all Chapman's right there with them in terms of like guys that even even if they didn't torture the Pirates per se, um, guys that, that the fans just loved to hate. And I think that's going to be a hard, hard, hard gear to switch for a lot of people. Um, I did want to ask about the off-field stuff. Yeah. Jason, you and I had a pretty extended conversation yesterday about will the will the Pirates go there with with, with guys who who come with some level of baggage? Um, I guess a what level of concern do you do you hold that stuff in for this specific signing? And and does this change your perspective at all on guys like Domingo Herman um, and, and Trevor Bauer? Well, I think it's interesting. Um, I did think about this last night, and I've been thinking about it. Um, yeah, we had an extensive talk about Bauer and Herman. Uh, my answer on Bauer is I don't think the Pirates want to go there, and I don't. Um, you know, I just I, I think if they would sign one of those guys, it would be Herman. And the fact that you've brought in Chapman, um, and I mean, people like I understand the people getting upset, but it doesn't seem like people are getting upset because of the 30 game suspension for violating the domestic violence policy. Like, I think it's other things than just not understanding the move. Maybe they think Chapman's washed up or whatever. I mean, maybe this is a bit of a trial balloon. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it would be quite interesting if their final two offseason moves were to bring in Chapman and Herman, but I don't think that's crazy. Um, you know, I, I think what I what I've seen with Chapman, um, and I I don't know enough to to say if he was innocent or guilty or or you know I've I've read the same things publicly that you've read and other people have read, but it certainly doesn't seem like that has been something that has lingered. I mean, he was late for a workout in 2022 with the Yankees. That wasn't great, but we haven't heard a peep about firing gunshots or strangling his girlfriend. There was insufficient evidence. There was whatever. I mean. I don't know. I'm not excusing it, but it certainly doesn't seem like it's something, you know, an active concern at this point, at least from where I said. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out in terms of any next moves. Any final thoughts, Jason, um, on on this move and, and where we go from here? Again, I I like it because I think it tells me there's there's more. Um, I just I just can't understand if there's not. Um, I'm trying to think through this as if I'm a Roldis Chapman. And I said this earlier, but I want to emphasize this point. Just like if you're him, you have options. You know, he could, the Pirates weren't his only stop. I mean, did they overpay? Very possibly. And, and they should overpay for people. I, I'm not quite sure why this was the instance where they overpay, but, you know, I, I, I sort of see the calculus if this is going to lead to a trade for a young, controllable starter. Um, I don't understand the calculus if it does not. So I just think that. You know, maybe maybe you told Aroldis Chapman like, hey, you know, we're going to finish out our offseason by trading for Edward Cabrera and bringing in Domingo Herman, and this is how we're going to roll. And maybe he said, okay. And I, I think that even Pirates fans, if they made those two moves in addition to having Chapman and maybe you lose Holderman in the process, like I think people would probably sign off on that. I think they'd be, they'd be good with that being the rest of the offseason. So, again, I maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm not. But – I'm just that that next shoe to fall is what fascinates me. Yeah, I think especially if you get a guy with term, Jason, and because to me that's the only way this makes sense too is is if you get a guy who's going to be around. Yeah, because um, otherwise a lot you're, of giving up, you're giving up a piece of the bullpen possibly uh, just for one year, and and you know I don't know if we think this is where the wave is going to crest for the Pirates. You know what I mean? And, and so you want to you want to I think set up uh, another year, and that's been a big criticism of mine is that we're going year to year. It feels like, and and there's not a whole lot that has set up the years to come. Um, if this trade does happen, I, I think that is a hopeful sign for, for where things go from here. 
Um, but Jason, uh, that's all we got for now. I think we'll be back if, if something else happens this week or three weeks from now. Um, Talk so to you tomorrow speak- morning, Adam. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel. So if we do speak tomorrow morning, you, you don't miss it. If you enjoyed this video, please like it. Help us out in the YouTube algorithm. Uh, we'll look forward to, to hopefully we get something to talk about here in the near future. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.